Welcome to the OCD. It's the show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts, the OC. I'm your host for the evening, Mike Gravano, and with me as always, this fucking guy, Ryan. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. Uh, are you feeling okay? I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? You feel, like, pale? You feel verklempt? Is this... I feel pale and verklempt? Yeah. Are you all right right now? What does that mean? It's just, I feel like that the summer heat... It's getting to me. It's it's getting to you. It's so fucking summer in here. Uh huh. My hat is backwards. My tank top is fully tanked. My fucking double headed beer helmet is tapped. And I, sw- I see that your tattoo has moved to the small of your back. Uh huh. Which is actually kind of good for you because it was a swastika on your forehead, and now it's a little more hidden. Yeah. So if you already see it, you're probably into it. Okay. <laughs> and who is our target audience right now? <laughs> Nothing. Who was the target audience of that tattoo when you got it? Charlottesville. I, think. I don't have any tattoos. Do you think about? Like, when you get a tattoo, because what do you have, like, seven or eight at this point? I do. Good friend. Uh, do you think about, like, oh, this is just for this particular type of person? I think so. And most of the time, that's Mike. <laughs> okay. So, do you do a little tour in the window or the mirror? The the mirror? The mirror. The, the refle- mirror woods. The reflective window after a shower? Do you, like, take, uh, like, a little check yeah. on all your tattoos? And I do them in order. Like, oh, there's that first one that was on my chest. And there's the one that's on my lower back that has a typo in it. And there's the one on the leg. And I just keep going. Do you look at that typo every morning? And I fucking punch myself in the nose. Have we? And I like that. Learn I, I support, to read. I support you doing that every morning. Have we talked on this show about what your fucking back says? I don't think so. Not on this specific episode. Let's do it. So it says, uh, what, is, what is it? It's about a revolution, right? It says. Can I see it real quick? Driving down the 105, California, here we come. And it's the 101, Ryan. Uh, you say want a revolution. You know, we all want to change the world. You say you want a yes. revolution, but and have you have you decided? Are you going to get laser removal and say you want a revolution, or do you think that you're going to do the whole carrot and then add the want in there? That is the you most say a revolution. That is the most common fix is the carrot and you, and I like that. Uh, I'm very poor, and that would take time and money. So I'll probably what I say now is I am a writer, and everybody knows that. Uh, so it reminds me to proofread. Oh, okay. So, so that's nothing. why it's there. So you probably asked oh, the tattoo artist. Oh, it's there because I gave the tattoo artist the sentence and fucked the tattoo artist and they wrote this. You fucked the tattoo artist. <laughs> yeah, and they got distracted. They okay. were well, that was bad and then gave me a tattoo. In order to save money, do you think that we could put, just like tape a carrot to yeah. your body and then write in Sharpie? Are you talking classic orange or like one of those weird fancy purple carrots? I don't know, dude. Can we afford a classic purple carrot? I think so. Do they come in different colors? I know chard does. Chard? chard? What's your favorite flavor of chard? Well, I don't know if they come in different flavors, but when I'm shopping for chard, I can go for the green or I can go for the rainbow and I can get every goddamn color. It's the Skittles of our generation. Do you like your bitter, pure green or rainbow bitter? Is that it? It's just a bitter vegetable? It's a bitter, bitter vegetable that can't let go of the past. I'm already bitter for having to eat vegetables, so do you think that would even things out for me? You, you're you a classic fatman uh-huh. and you eat junk food all day, Uh-huh. Uh, but you're also an I adult. I love where this is going. You're also an adult who does eat vegetables. So do you try to experiment to find the veggie you like, or do you just eat boiled broccoli? What's your deal? I if it's if it doesn't come from a can, then I don't want anything to do with it. I know why you don't like vegetables, my friend. I feel like the can inspectors are the all-time best inspectors, and they will never let a dirty vegetable like a rainbow chard go into a can. No, because good vegetables don't go into cans. What about green beans, the king of all vegetables? Only if you put in some bacon and some like garlic and some salt. Okay, but now you're just ruining it. What I like to do is I like to open up a can of green beans, 
grab a spoon. You want it to and look eat like, like I'm a hobo on the 1930s train. Dirty raw moss. That's how you like your veggies. Dirty gonna, raw moss. If I'm gonna hate it, better have a dumb reason to hate it. Fine. I all understand that if you don't want to eat dirty Ramos, but if I came out as a rapper and my name was DJ Dirty Ramos, <laughs> DJ Dirty Ramos, would you would you listen to my album? Not because you have to, because we're friends and we support each other, and we don't. We almost never support each other, but just because you wanted to hear what the rhymes were, what the beats were on that album. I think I'm assuming the beats would be just like dank and swampy, and just dirty. <laughs> that Ramos. sounds good so far. There's like like what blues is to rock and roll, and it has that swampy, humid feel. I think DJ Dirty Ramos would do that to rap. So what you're saying, if you mention two types of music in one sentence, that's fusion. Yes, I am fusion. You are dirty. Hear me, roar. Dirty Ramos. I am fusion. I would fucking buy that album. And then that's when all I, I want. I'd get man. bummed out when I learned it was you, my friend, because I would be like, oh, we don't talk enough. Okay, and one so, one thing people say, a, a critique I hear a lot from listeners to the show and people who know us in real life, that you and I, Ryan, do not talk enough. Would I shoot to the charts of the greatest vegetable-based rapper of all time? To the charts or to the charts? Oh, which is what they one. call the vegetable rapper The charts. rainbow charts. I apologize using the term chart because it sounds like chard, and then that set you up for your idiot thing you just said. You should apologize. Okay, I just apologize. But you would. You'd shoot right to the top because... Like the cramps are fucking awesome, and they're a little they're a little swampy punk. Do you think cramp is a vegetable? No, but I, I'm I'm in a new category, new conversation. Fucking try to keep up. Do you think that when your girlfriend says, "Oh, I have the cramps," she ate too many of one vegetable? Yes, and normally beets, which is why everything's. Today we are talking about the OC episode one twelve. Thank you to the holophonics. For giving us that delightful, that delicious, that delectable, never made of vegetables song. And it's important to note that this is not the 112th episode of The O.C. This is the 12th episode of the first season. That's sort of how we talk about shows in the biz. We're inside Hollywood. A lot of people listening are from The O.C. Some of them may be from Riverside. They may not know how to talk about TV shows. How do you feel about Riverside and everybody who comes from things named near Riverside? They don't have a river, Mike. What the fuck is their problem? You have a dirty strip of grass and nothing, and then you think you could say Riverside? Uh, I mean, it seems like the perfect place to like make an underground or like a built-in pool. Like Sean Astin did from Encino Man. We all knew what you're talking about. Okay, Sean good. Astin and Encino Man. We're Ooh. talking about Encino Man. But they can't even do that. They can't even build their own river. Do you know what's weird? Is we talk about Riverside and how it sucks a lot. We talk about Sean Astin a lot. We do. We talk about Brendan Fraser a lot. Mm-hmm. But we never talk about Encino Man. Well, do you mean Encino Man played by Brendan Fraser? Yes. And we talk yes. The person you're leaving out of there is Polly Shore, and that's a weird word for Riverside people because they don't know what a shore is. Never, but we got beaches. He's for trying days. to front. Yeah, but Polly Shore, do we need to talk about him a little bit? A little. Okay. Speak more on that. Okay, you have seven words to talk about Polly Shore. Go. Great son Weezen. of Misty. We uh oh that's four words probably. Okay. I just I don't talk about Polly Shore that much, but if I see juice, I'm wheezing it. And that's based on him and Stop. what he has taught don't, me. Don't I want to talk to Ryan. I do not want to talk to DJ Dirty Raw Moss right now. So stop trying to rap. They all blend together for me. Like at this point, I'm sort of a performance audit, artist, and I don't know uh, when to stop being DJ Raw Moss. Well, you're gonna have to put that on the shelf. And Is this think a segue? About- wait, wait, hold on. Are we in the middle of a segue? Can you tell I just, my I want to be here. I want to be what? present for this. Middle of a segue. Here we go. Segue. Three, two, one, and I'm ready for it. And I'm sitting down, and I cannot wait. And I got my popcorn. One, two, three. Go with your segue. I cannot wait to hear what this is. And three, two, one, segue, go. 
This week on The O.C., Ryan learns Luke is actually kind of nice and pretty smart when they're paired for a school history project, but things take a turn when Ryan and Luke learn Luke's dad is cheating with his business partner, who is a man, and that was a big deal in 2003. Meanwhile, Kristen has to deal with getting openly drunk on Thanksgiving while Sandy has some advice for Jimmy over his legal problems, a.k.a. sell your fucking house, duh, which does not sit well with Julie. All that and more when we come back on The O.C.D. Ryan, before we actually dig into this episode, we should let the audience know that we have a guest, and we should let our guest know that she can talk. And she's been sitting here so <laughs> patient, and it's, it's crazy. She has been eating out of like a bag of Chinese food this entire time, so I feel like that she's not bothered by it. She just right. loves that Chinese food. It is. It's weird. It's a cold bag of Chinese food food that before the, we started she said was thigh warmed like that makes it okay gross. Is, that a, is that a reference to something it's so gross it is a reference to the unnatural 20s and sorry to throw cassie on the bus because that is not a disgusting thing cassie would ever say or do yeah but she did and you're disgusting cassie from the unnatural <laughs> 20s thank you for being here oh you are welcome and i almost butt in a couple times in there but i just i enjoy your guys' show i just wanted to let you guys do your thing oh you know? stop do you yeah. remember when you were gonna butt in and do you want to do yeah. it now yeah okay Out of order? so like when you mentioned that uh, you had a tub of chinese food and i just wanted to be like Obviously, I'd be getting orange chicken. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, without a classic a doubt. white person. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And then get a little chow mein with it, too. Get a okay. little wild. Yeah. yeah. Chow mein is wild. Saying? Chow mein get Come wild. On. Do you guys uh, do the sriracha everywhere? Or yes. Or you just eat it oh. out of the box? Yeah, everywhere. You're all about sriracha? Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. I hate how fucking when people think like they agree with each other on something, they have to like come up with cute nicknames. <laughs> like, okay, so you guys both like sriracha, so now you have to call it sriracha? You don't have to do that. Spoken like a man who's never agreed on anything with anybody. Sriracha's just unjello jello. Ew, no. Sriracha's yes, delicious. No, no, it's just ungelatin gelatin. Stop comparing gelatin. things to jello. Jello's the worst. Jello gives people headaches. I hate jello. <laughs> I once got a fever. Uh,. And my grandma took care of me, and all she would f- feed me is jello. Cowbell. And I could not fucking finish. Good SNL reference. <laughs> Very topical. 25 years ago. You Cowbell. Know, that's, not, that's new and upcoming. I would, I would be more excited to talk about Blue Oyster Cult than to fucking talk about that sketch. All right, fine. Why don't you ask Cassie questions instead Cassie. of just screaming at oh, yeah. me for 10 minutes? What are your thoughts on Blue Oyster Cult? Honestly, I only know that one song because of SNL, so... Okay. Do you remember how much yeah. cowbell I had? Oh, so much dunk, cowbell. Dunk, dunk, Cassie, dunk. do you fear the Reaper? Oh, also, by oh, the way, yeah. we're doing this thing where uh, you've now used Cassie once. That's the mm-hmm. last time you can do it. I can't say her name again? No. What's your what? nickname? Uh, you could do Cassio Keyboard. You could do Cassiopeia. You could do oh, dang. Cass Grass or Ass, but you don't ride for free. But Cassie is now <laughs> done for the rest of the show. Cass Grass or Ass, nobody rides for free. <laughs> Are you upset that on your show, The Unnatural 20s, uh-huh. uh, where four fucked up 20-somethings try to figure out life yeah. with the roll of a dice, are you upset that only one person is tyrannical and gets to have a nickname and you don't get to have a nickname? Yeah, we're, we've been trying to save it for like a natural moment, but now it's getting too, it's like, it's getting too long and we're, it's just, we're all getting Wait, more bitter Wait, you don't have it. a nickname? I don't have a nickname, no. What you do you have think? all of the nicknames. We just <laughs> went through yeah. three. Yeah, I feel more bonded with you guys now because you just gave me like five nicknames. So you you're know what? Fuck friends. those people. Yeah, That's, fuck those guys. It's clear. When you listen to your show, it's clear that you don't like them yeah, and wish you were on oh any God. other show. Like, thank you guys for bringing me here because honestly, fuck those guys. Listen, to Cassie High, yeah. what, uh, what nickname would you like to have? Oh, wow. Um, Sir Cassalot? Oh, Massachusetts, like Massachusetts. What do you want? I like Sir Cass a lot. Honestly, that felt right. Sorry, Cassie. Sorry. 
I could get a little bit more sarcastic so it can fit better. Let's have that. Let's I like, like sarcastic. Let's sarcastic. bring that more in. I know okay. you said you like sarcastic a lot, but I'm gonna agree with my co-host Ryan and don't fucking disagree with him. Okay. So Mike, you say a thing and then sarcastic is gonna come right back at okay. you. Okay. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, oh come on! What so are we doing? You're just being oh, polite. I thought oh, it was sarcastic. sarcastic. I thought it was like thank you. Dang. Oh, oh yeah, I did hit it wrong. That okay, was, that so was let's on try my it one more time. Say something like mm-hmm. set her up better than that yeah. though. Sarcastic. Do you often hit it wrong? I never. <laughs> I think I, that's, I think that was good. That's the meanest she can get. <laughs> never. I pulled that deep. <laughs> what is your relationship with the OC? Uh, so this, I watched, started watching it about a year ago. I didn't watch it when it was like on because I was too bitter about it. I thought you were going to just stop. Two because years I old. Because I was two years old and I couldn't find the remote <laughs> and didn't know how to work it. But, uh, no, because I was too bitter from like, the beach was nowhere near us. So I couldn't, I couldn't relate to that lifestyle. I didn't want to see the rich kids go like ha- live in their mansions and just go have beach days all the time. Like and I couldn't where, care less. Where did you grow up again? I grew up in Corona. All right. So yeah. Corona is... In the 909. It's in the 909? No, we are 951. They're thank the, you very in the 951. Okay. Yeah. But they're 951 because there was a fucking petition because people got sick of the 909 hate and yeah. voted to make a new area code. That's yeah, we crazy. barely made that line. Not only yeah. are they disgusting, they're also pussies who can't handle it. Does it make <laughs> you feel better that uh, Dom Toretto only drinks beer named after your city? Oh, it Does was that a, help you out? Yeah, dude. It was, it's a big thing for us. We're very proud of that. So instead of, like, when you get into Corona, instead of saying, like, this blank was born here because mm. no famous people come from Corona. It just no. says Dom Toretto drinks a beer named after Corona, corona. population. Welcome. <laughs> That's everybody's family once they get a Corona. So everyone's family wants your Corona. It's the Olive Garden of our generation. <laughs> Cassius Clay, what is your favorite beer? My favorite beer? Yeah. Coors Light. Coors Light? Coors Light. Oh, you are a redneck. Yeah. You are super Corona. <laughs> Nobody from Corona likes Corona. Because even though yeah. that tastes also like fucking Coors Light and Bud Light, it's a little Hispanic, so they avoid it's- it. Also, it's important to mention that Cassie, her job is only to drive tractors to tractor conventions. So she is like one of her arms is red as shit and the other arm is a spatula. (laughs) (laughs) I had to race through that one. (laughs) Like some sort of tractor driver. Cassius Clay, what are your general thoughts on the OC currently right now? You started watching it a year ago. where, Where did you get to? Where are you currently at? Uh, so currently I was a little bit, I believe a l- couple episodes into season three okay. is where we stopped. Pretty far in. Yeah. Yeah. We got pretty far. We got so you met Kovalchuk. Yeah. That is gibberish to me. I've not, <laughs> I've never gotten to season three. He's the worst. Oh. He's worse than Oliver. Worse than Oliver? He's worse than Oliver. We haven't even met Oliver on this show. That's crazy. Worse than Oliver. <laughs> this guy talking gibberish. He's Mango Oliver. Wait, I like Mango. <laughs> Uh, so got to see, did you stop because you hated it or because you got busy like an adult does? Uh, it, no, I'm not an adult. I don't <laughs> get busy, but it just got, so it got a little too wild and we had to take a break from it. There was so much happening you constantly. You had to take a break from it. We it got to, too wild. It got too wild. We had to have a break for a little bit, find ourselves and then come back to it. So cream, colon, cast rules, everything around me. Did you, are you ready to go back now? Oh yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Based on what, like hearing the OCD and yeah, like yeah. how great the show is Once and how we're constantly defending how it's one of the best and most underrated shows of all time. Yeah, and more people need to know that. So y- thank you, you guys, for doing that work out here. Thank you, you guys. <laughs> the Cassiest of the OC. That wasn't my best. Mm. I was trying to do the cat. What, what, so we've talked about how you feel about the OC. What do you feel about the OCD? Best podcast out there? 
I would say I, if I could rank them, it might be like second best podcast. That's not bad. That's yeah. all right. There's a thousand. Wait, what's There's number th- one? Uh, obviously on Natural Twenties. Sorry, guys. Ooh, nepotism. See, if you yeah. said WTF with Mark Marin, I would see that like you have a non-biased brain. Oh, but no, no, you're just. Honestly, I don't get that one. I don't get the. Yeah. I don't. I don't see what's up. What with the it. fuck is up with that show? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I think we've learned a lot about you. Yeah. A little about Ryan, mm. and enough about me. But when we come back, we're gonna talk about how Seth is a goddamn coward. When this episode opens, Seth is dancing down his gargantuan hall of the mansion he lives in like some sort of Ferris Bueller in a robe and pajamas. And then he walks through the thoroughfare into the kitchen and goes, "Eh, eh, eh. I I think I have a fever and some chills. Wait, are we making actual Ferris Bueller references in this episode? I don't know. Are we? Maybe. That is how Seth acts. Remember when Ferris Bueller was like, his parents came in to talk to him, and they like touched his face, and he was like, nom, nom, nom. nom he was nom, like nom. so cute and annoying. Does Seth go nom, nom, nom? He might as well. He might as well. Cassie? Yeah. Seth or Ferris Bueller, who would you rather be friends with? Oh, Ferris Bueller. Why? Because one sucks and one is super cool. Seth would be the one who sucks. When you get a little older, you'll realize both suck. Both suck. Cameron forever. <laughs> Oh, come on. That's because you're such a Cameron. No, Seth sucks, and I've realized that. But Ferris Bueller cool also guy. sucks. He turns a parade around yeah. and takes over a parade. If Look you can do my one ego. thing in your life, take over a parade. All Ferris ever says is, ego, ego, ego. His Cameron and his sister are correct. You're the type of guy who feels bad about Abe Froman, Sausage King in Chicago, and where his table went. Wait. What, he has to eat across the street? The lesser place? Yes, he has to no. eat the lesser place. He has to go eat a bad name for sausage. a restaurant. <laughs> Don't name it the lesser place. People will think lesser of you. So Seth does that, and Ryan, who's learning how to be funny, goes, maybe you have the summer flu. Okay, oh, yeah. so let's talk about this real quick. Ryan has never said anything remotely funny in his life. And yeah. he says, summer flu, and you have to take antibiotics. He hit both. He came out with two witty remarks yeah. right well, out. Was so he did, up all night writing these yeah, down? Yeah, no, he did not sleep. He wrote these, right, all uh-huh. night long. That's a Seth move, though, right? Seth's the kind of guy who thinks he's funny but really works for it and tries to hide the work. We call it around the office a tailor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, five minutes later, Sandy gets it. Mm. Sandy, th- th- there is, the scene should end, and Sandy goes, summer flu. All right. <laughs> okay. I like it. But Ryan is giving some Seth a dash of young Sandy wisdom and saying, or maybe you can go to school and face Summer and Anna. And Seth is just like, nah. How are we dealing with Seth right now? Do you guys think that when you're parents, you'll be good at knowing the difference between actual sick kid and fake sick kid? I feel like, yeah, you because you know all the moves. Like, I couldn't tell if Sandy did know or not in this one. I was trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But, like... Seth, like, I figured the dancing was to try to make him a little sweaty before he came up, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. To make it look like he, he's got that fever. I like, like that. Like one Ferris Bueller put his thermometer against the light bulb, mm-hmm. the dancing was just to make him sweaty and all clammy. Because yeah. Seth is not in shape, even though he's super skinny. So if he does little 30 seconds of movement, he'll start breaking into a heavy sweat. <laughs> like, Ryan would have to write, run 10 miles to get that sweaty. Right. Yeah. Because even, I know we only saw it in the model home episode where he's just doing pull-ups on, like, what rebar? That's to let us know how tough Ryan is. But he does that every morning. Ryan has rules where he only works out on rebar and mm-hmm. eats rebar. That's how tough That's he is. That's his thing. Yeah. And that rebar is spelled like RX bar. Uh-huh. And it has all the nutrients and protein you might need. That's the kind of guy 
Brian Atwood is. But Seth is a GD coward and does not want to face and is the kind of fucking 90s, even though it's the 2000s, 90s nice guy who says, I'm the victim here. No, even though it's a 2000s show, Seth is from the 90s and Ryan Atwood is from the 50s, right? Like, that's how (laughs) they interact. Like, Ryan's about to rip his shirt and yell, Marissa, on his knees. Uh (laughs) But isn't that bad? Doesn't that mean Ryan's a bad kind of guy, too? Sure. Or if, like, somebody is withholding beer from him, all he wants is that Artois. Then he screams Stella as loud as he can. Nobody, nobody holds beer from Ryan. He will always get that beer he wants. Right. Right? Right. Right? Right. Right. So the, the Seth's line basically is he does not want to face the ladies who he did wrong and yeah. he did do wrong. And the ladies start to realize maybe they have more in common than just wanting to jump this sweaty, nervy, gross nerd. And they become friends mm. over flossing. Over flossing. Cassie, yes. what's your flossing regimen? Oh, never. <laughs> never once in my life. I love that one. <laughs> to be that so is, young. I, I took that same track. Yeah. The difference, Ryan, is you now have George Washington teeth. All wood. <laughs> so maybe you should floss. It's fine to not floss ever right now. Mm-hmm. In like three years, please start flossing at I least probably twice probably start week. it. No, I don't think that's true. I think that like uh, Cassie being 25 years younger than me can eat cheeseburgers in a way that like it will not reflect on her like it will on me. But the flossing thing, that... That's never important, right? Th- no, like, we're, we're the same age as far as flossing goes. We all need to floss as much as possible. And if you don't, oh. you're rotting out those gums. Is that why you scream at babies? Start flossing! It, okay, let me, let me put it like this. If you touch floss to your gums, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're barfing blood, you need to floss more, guys. I just open the drawer where my floss is and start barfing blood. <laughs> That's bad, right? Yes, probably. Probably get in there. The other thing, too, is that uh, if you floss, do you guys smell the floss? After oh, you, like, why does it smell what? like dog what? shit, the worst kind of shit? <laughs> it, it, it really feels like I only eat dog poop if I just smell the floss after I'm done. I am never going to floss now. Did, Wait, you, when was, have you ever flossed? Never. Do you You've know never flossed before. Have you ever been in the dentist? No, I don't believe in it. Riverside is so, such a weird county. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from Corona. I know, but you're in Riverside County, no? I'm in Inland Empire. County? The IE. The IE. I-E. Have you ever been to the Inland Invasion hosted by one K-Rock? No. When you go to a dentist in the IE, it's just like two skateboarders skateboarding. Like there's nothing there. On your teeth like a little fingerboard? (laughs) No. They don't look at your teeth at all. (laughs) Do you guys remember fingerboards? Tech decks? Tech decks. I had so many of them. Wait. So is tech deck like Kleenex? Like there's numerous kind of fingerboards and tissues? But There's, you call it by the company? There was like some knockoff ones, but like if you were a cool kid, you had tech decks, obviously. Or like how it's just gelatin, but we call it all jello. Jello. <laughs> it's alive. But anyway, I floss. I'm trying to floss regularly, and it smells like dog shit. If you guys start flossing right now, I can't imagine what it's going to smell like. It's going to smell like... Why is is it is food rotting in your fucking yes, mouth all day? Yes, it's absolutely rotting in your it's mouth. It's horrible. It, sm- it smells like somebody stabs somebody else in the intestines and just rips it open. It's hot. There's smoke coming out of it. A lot of it for you too is that you will only drink from hoses or Where fire Where else do you hydrants. get water? Kids block part of your hoses. <laughs> and so yes, you will sometimes take a break from your stickball game and go drink from a hose, and that's just nonstop bacteria in your mouth the entire time. This ain't Flint, Michigan. I can drink any still water I want. I don't think that's true. If mosquitoes are swirling around it, you know it's safe because they would die if it was bad. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? You talked me into it. So Anna is flossing, and Summer judges her and goes, wait, I don't want my breath to smell like dog shit, the worst kind of shit. And then they start talking and bonding, and Anna's like, I think I'm over Seth. And Summer 
in a very like intuitive knowing moment says because you couldn't possibly interest in someone who's interested in me and anna throwing some real fucking shit down goes no because i couldn't possibly interest in someone who treats women that way snaps for anna so now uh anna has moved to the top of the like uh smart person mountain oh yeah now she has figured out seth and summer but Mm -hmm. not like making summer feel bad seth should feel bad at this point. Yeah. And she had the moment to, like, agree with her. Like, she still could have been petty and been like, yeah, no, like, I don't want to hang out with you. But mm-hmm. she was like, no, girl power. We're That's my favorite now. part is that, like, Anna looked at this moment and said, no, I can insult you. Because Anna mm-hmm. has done her uh, fair share of insulting mm-hmm. Summer. Summer. yeah. But she said, no, you know what? Fuck Seth in this moment. Yeah. And says this thing. She had the right mindset completely. And then the rest of the episode, they spend fucking with Seth. When he walks up, they just laugh together about nothing yeah. just to get in his fucking head. And this is the episode where they go to study hall or whatever uh-huh. it is, and they sit down and they just talk normally. But uh, Seth hears it as like David Lynch level Yeah, it's creepy, talk. haunting yeah. laughter. Have you guys, have either of you ever been in, caught in a love triangle? No. I feel like I'm in one right now, but <laughs> other than that... Between other people or Cassie or I? Uh, uh, us three, I think. I thought we're we were buddies, but now I fucking have to kill you. <laughs> Look, I hate I Ryan, but only I'm allowed to hate Ryan. <laughs> Nobody else is allowed to. Okay, let's not have a competition about who hates me the most. That's what a love triangle means. Let's move on. Uh, no, but yeah, like that, that is what high school is, is that you don't like a girl unless somebody else likes that girl. Or you don't like a boy unless somebody else likes you that weren't boy. Even- you didn't even know you're supposed to like them until you like right. until somebody someone, else did. And then you go, and oh, you're yeah, like, they are cool. Wait, and you, you get a telegram, and it's like somebody else likes this person, and you're like, well, then I do too. <laughs> Here we go. That's what's wrong with hormones. This does make Seth finally grow up a bit. He apologizes to the both of them by the end after tortured by the David Lynchian laughter. All right, so on a scale from one to ten, knowing what we know about Seth and knowing what the words that he said were. How much do we buy this Seth apology? How much, how real is this apology? I didn't buy it for a second. Like, it actually, it pissed me <laughs> like off. Like a two? He, like a two. It was a weak, like a weak apology. Because he straight up said, like, you can't blame me. Right. For, like. Classic fucking nice guy yeah, shit. Yeah, like, you can't blame me. Of course I'd want to be with you guys. Like, no, fuck off. Yeah. In the <laughs> last episode, we talked about how Caleb and Julie loved the drama that was going on during Thanksgiving. It feels like Seth knew that he was in a high school drama mm-hmm. and just delivered the speech he was supposed to as opposed to something that like came from the heart. No sincere apology ever would start with something close to nothing prepared me for that fateful Thanksgiving day. <laughs> the minute somebody says something like that, it's dog shit. They're going to lie. And he does. And he might as is, well say on a cold, dark night. I hate Seth for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Because you are Seth. A huge reason is in high school, I got Seth was, I do think Seth meant his, he's like, I am sorry for what I did. But he also was very aware of, me apologizing is going to lead you guys along further. I did that move and it sucks and it sucks seeing it on the big screen. I only watch TV and movie theaters. Wait, they think I'm a bad guy. And I am. But if I trick them into thinking that I'm a good guy, even though I can remain a bad guy, that's perfect for all of us, right? But I think Seth is also tricking himself. Seth thinks he means his apology. Yeah. Really, though? You don't think that he he knows exactly how manipulative he is? Mm-mm. I think he knew it was like a way out for sure. He knew what to say in order to get like that out. He kind of yeah. played up the cuteness of like, I've never been. Seth's only goal is to make Seth's life easier. Yes. And that's Always. everything that like he said right there was like, Anna and Summer at the same time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I'll say this and solve all the problems. How pissed were you guys that after he made that apology, 
Summer and Anna looked at each other and went, Never mind. Fuck this friendship. So, so fucking pissed. Because I was so excited once the show like had them bond over that. I was like so excited because I figured back in 2003, that didn't happen quite. like. Right. This is a big deal. Girls being friends? What? Like it's the easier thing to put them against each other. And the show went there and then it was instant. Like it was so fast that they were immediately like, oh, well, uh, I don't even have flashcards. Put him in the backpacks. Yeah. And I think back when it came out, it was a hilarious joke look how quickly yeah. they crumbled his horse shit but what it is now is like three episodes of character development shit down just the toilet just yeah. like 10 seconds it was a out cheap simple joke because there's no actual joke lines there it's mm. just them being like never mind we're out Goddamn idiots so once again <laughs> fuck Seth when we come back we're gonna talk about Luke's predicament <laughs> this school day starts like any other they're in history class, and we learned that Marissa, Luke, and Ryan all share the same fucking Harry Potter-looking history class. It's very high-end. It's very nice. It's weird for them to go to a class that's called World War II Dark Arts. Yeah. Why would they go to that class? Is it the Dark Arts of World War II? Sure. So, sort of like Hermione's Bosch-level paintings from the World War II era? Hermione's Bosch. Hermione-ish yes. Bosch. Wimgarvia Leviosa, Ryan. Always remember. I always will. Marissa sends Ryan a cute note when the teacher's talking about the project they have to do that says, what if we did the Crusades? Do you think right then is when Ryan realized how fucking nerdy she is? Do you think Marissa's pro-Crusade or anti-Crusade? Oh, wow. Um, Probably anti. You think so? Yeah. She's not a fucking monster? She's not probably. I don't think full monster. (laughs) Not full. She is Julie Cooper's daughter. (laughs) She's like Indiana Jones thought that he had the last crusade. What if we did? Hold on. It's e- Ryan looks at her note and then looks at her like uh, shrugs, but half of that shrug is, what the fuck do I do with this? But we have a very smart high school teacher who says, I'm going to pit enemy against enemy yeah. in the same group. He said it was random. That shit ain't no. No. bullshit. He, he knows Ryan fucking checked Luke on the soccer field. <laughs> teachers know about all the drama and they definitely add to it. Did you like, have like hot goss thirsty teachers in high school? Oh yeah. There was like a bunch of them. There were, the drama teacher, drama and English was the same teacher. It's on the nose. And, yeah. The drama teacher loved the drama. Oh yeah. She would live for it. Because all the kids would go to her like classroom after school to like dish and then she would fuel it all. Oh, what's what's the awesome. worst thing she did or said or stirred the pot? Do you remember? Uh, no, she would kind of add little comments. There was like a couple of love triangles, and she would add like, hey, I heard they hung out this weekend. <laughs> she was like, did you hear about the bowling trip that they had? And they're like, no. A whole they trip. A whole bowling? trip dedicated to bowling. Well, in the IE, it is a big deal when you go bowling. You have to go three hours away. Yeah. In Corona? In Corona, yeah. There's no bowling alleys in Corona? No, it's just like a special thing. There, There's a couple, but like. Bowling is a special thing yeah, in Corona. Yeah, that's when you know you've made it as a friend or it's something special. <laughs> What a shitty town. Ryan, <laughs> any hot goss teachers? Yeah, I had people who, I, I had one in particular who suspended me from school two times, <laughs> uh, who would just be in love with all of the hot goss. Uh-huh. And we didn't know who Ryan Gosling is. So hot I mean goss gossip. and hot guys. Uh, and she would fuel it, and she would get us suspended because of it. I feel like I never did anything to get suspended. That's fucked up. It was <laughs> only because of her. Uh, what 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 uh, subject did she teach? Spanish. Okay, Ooh. I had a French teacher who I think before I got there I used to teach Spanish. Is it Probably Mrs. Primo? Like, it's Primo. <laughs> so Primo, 
uh, when I was there, she not only let the hot guys, not the hot guys, give her back rubs, and who openly, if you went, di- if you didn't want to learn French that day, you went, how's your husband? And then she would talk about the divorce she was going through. <laughs> I dropped out of French because she wouldn't stop giving me shit for breaking up with a girl. She just kept bringing it up. A teacher would just kept bringing it up. I, went, I don't want to learn this language. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, this I had the same teacher, and so I would go to give her a back rub so I can get a better grade, and she would say, no, thank you. So she knew who the hot guys were and the hot guys were not, and so apparently you, I was on a different It's calculating. List. She doesn't think the guys are hot or not. Well, She's I don't want a back rub from a not hot guy like I was in high school. But these two hot guys are paired together. Ryan and Luke have to talk about the Spanish Inquisition. Which would be like a great time for the show to do something thematically. And I think they did. Do you? Of course. It's the OC. Sort of a witch hunty type thing? I think that they, they, they did. Sort of an outing of a type? Mm-hmm. Whether somebody is Christian and or not? Can we talk about the outing now? Talk about it. So, Ryan and Luke go to do a bunch of research. And they don't have full Google yet. They have like AOL discs and encyclopedias. And so they're trying to do research. Which involves meeting Luke's perfect family and his two monster brothers. And a mom, my God, a mom who is classic TV mom slash I'm married to a gay dude for sure and I just have not come to terms with it yet. Dude, can we stop? Like, Luke's house is not only is it also massive and we meet his parents who do that and and Ryan's dad is like, I forgot something. I came home. Give me a kiss. I got to go again. And his brother's like, oh, I want to throw the ball around. (laughs) The too many puka puka shell kids, Uh like, instantly as soon as they came on screen, I was so excited. I was like, exactly. Those are exactly the kids. Speaking of puka, how about Luca? My name is Luca and he lives on the second floor. And on that second floor... Luke's room has a thousand skateboards and surfboards. It's just like, he's from California, you guys should know. So our dream is to always live in a ball pit, right? Uh-huh, like that's what yes. we want to do, like a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. But it's sort of like that, except it's just skateboards and snowboards. Just skateboards and snowboards. And Luke opens up to Ryan and is so excited. He's like, yes. I did all this research. I thought we could start from here and then go to this. And then is embarrassed when Ryan is not equal. Well, excited. Ryan gives one look, which is how he communicates. He and does. Luke is like, oh, sorry. Uh, Fuck you then, uh, dude. Uh, Shut uh, up, uh, fucking jerk. And then he goes, we need to make sweet copies. We got to go to my dad's dealership. <laughs> and then they're like, look at this Rari. Look at this orange Rari. Should we sit oh, in it? Can I go off on this? Yeah, you're second? a car person. Okay. Go nuts. Okay, so like, it was the biggest character choice to put like, Nothing made me hate Luke more than when he went to that saline. He went to the saline Mustang. First of all, Mustang's the worst, without a doubt. And they had to put, this car was a pull for the show. This car was also in Fast and Furious, too Fast and Furious. It's a saline S281 Extreme. So Ford paid for some of the show. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, that car was a big pull, and they instantly had to put him in there. And then he just threw out, he was like, dude, sick car, right? Uh, It's like, it's got 450 horsepower, V8. And then he just turned on the stereo. But he had to sit in that Mustang. How did he turn on the stereo? Oh, he like leaned back a bit and then like just kind of flipped it. He didn't have any keys, eh. Cassie. Like there was no it's key. How you have to have you power just to the, the button, car, right? You just press the no, button. No, you can't just sit in the seat and say like, "Well, I want my rap music." One oh six seven is what they play. <laughs> yeah, on. they did. Power one oh six. So Cal. No, that's K Rock. Shut up. Uh, but yeah, like they clearly Ford said, "We'll pay for this episode," I yeah. guess. And it's not that cool of a car. It's definitely not. Not at all. Are you mad that I called a Rari and not a Mustang? Because all cars <laughs> are the same to me because I'm carcist. I just, I got a real, I really don't like Mustangs. So I like, I had to make sure like, no, Raris are cool. Mustangs are the worst. But Mustang uh, is like the affordable hot car, right? Uh-huh. Like you, uh, you want to seem cool, but you don't that's have what, a lot of money. That's and you if buy you want to seem cool. Yeah. Like yeah. The, 
when you say hot car, you don't mean a. We learned last episode a hot car is stolen. Not like stolen. Not okay. like stolen. I just mean like <sighs> I I want to have a Ferrari. I can afford a Kia. Yeah. Mustang then I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much. And so Ryan and Luke are loving this car stereo and not much of the car itself. But they don't have keys for the car. There's no but way for them to turn on the stereo, Mike. The I'm glad we came back to that. And they, God damn they it. They get out and they're like, where's the copier? And then they see uh, Luke's dad and his business partner, Gus. And he goes, I think that's my dad, which is a weird thing to say about your dad. And then they're holding hands and they give each other big old smooches. And... Uh, Luke looks devastated, and his dad looks devastated because Luke throws all of his papers into the air and slips and trips and then sprints away. Did you guys have a problem with the fact that when Luke was running away, the dad just let him go? Like, there's no way that he could chase him down, even though he seems like a fit guy, right? Like, he could chase him down. But uh, in their argument, he doesn't say, and this is on the OC, he doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. It was right there. Where were we with that? Where were you with Ryan's comment right now? Are you pro? Are you anti? Are you bummed that he screeched this shit to a Wait, halt? so we have to like do the highlights of the highlights? Yeah, the if high I, highlights. Yeah, if I could rank it, I feel like it would have been a little bit of a cheap move. They were trying to get to like a big dramatic moment, so to throw out like a Star Wars reference probably would have hurt it. And there was no fan nearby, so he couldn't do it properly. In the oh, so like the if there was like a fan spinning around, yes. making good air come into the room, then it would have been fine. And then he could, because then you can whisper it into the back of the fan and it comes out right. How bad would this have been in your high school, Cassie? Uh, I went to a small private school, so it probably it would oh, have. That's bad. Yeah, it would have been bad. If somebody's dad was gay, yeah. that would have been a big deal. Yeah, it would have been a big deal. In my high school, and I'm way older than Cassie, it would have been terrible. I think now, no one would ever think of it yeah. a second time. Do you know what's crazy? That in this episode, nobody's ever like, "How dare he cheat on her." It's right. just that just, he's gay. Yeah. One of the noobsies even goes, Ew, well, he gay. never hit on me, so I'm glad that's why. And it's like, you're not glad that it's because he didn't want to fuck one of his friend's girlfriends? If you ever think that what you're thinking is wrong, a noobsie will swoop in and make you think some, that, that you're okay because she will think something different. The noobsies are the worst. They're the worst. Do you have anything I positive to say about d- the noobsies? Not at all. Ryan? They know how to roll their yoga mat. They like, do know how to roll that. I'm yoga so mat. bad at that. Like it, I'm always like all elbows and like I don't know how to roll it, but they have perfect yoga mat rolls. Perfect. Just like the fucking hospital edges right. at the end of it. Military style. Exactly. The next morning, Marissa sees Ryan, and Ryan, as we've covered before, not a great poker face. And then she gets pissed at him because he won't tell her about the night. What what does she think happened? That they were like talking about her, yeah, and there's some like hot gossip between the. Is it how does she kiss? Luke is like, oh, her left boob is weird, and Ryan's (laughs) like, her right boob is weird. I don't know what guys talk about. I don't either. (laughs) That's why we're friends. It's us against the world, baby. It this is there's it's pretty rare that Marissa sucks. That she sucks for this, right? She gets so upset that Ryan's holding somebody's confidence. Absolutely not, because ten minutes after that. Ryan blames her for spreading the secret. Oh, for sure. And it was Newport that spread the secret. Ryan sucks hard because eventually he opens up, giving to her, I would say, bullying, and then tells her what happened. And then he sucks because she's like, it wasn't me. He's like, I should never have told you. Chino out. (laughs) And then out of nowhere, he pulls a mic out and then drops it. Uh Uh-huh. So strange. Rude. Rude and uncalled for, Ryan. That's how Chino do. When we, we do have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to finish Luke's saga. 
So at this point, Ryan and Marissa both know, and the world doesn't know, and they they suck at being normal. They're both like, "What do I do with my hands with this information?" Okay, well, we're also talking about the two worst actors in TV history, so it's rough. For <laughs> Wait, them. have you seen one Gotham? That's the same guy, dude. It's yes, he's great. <laughs> okay. Yes, but with a mustache. Great. No, he doesn't have the mustache he yet. He doesn't have a mustache. When I watch Gotham, I just draw the mustache on where I think he'll show up. Does that piss you off or like piss your roommates off that you're drawing mustaches on your television? Maybe they should have bought the TV. <laughs> I buy the TV, I can do what I want. I also break every TV I see that I don't buy. Also, you did not buy the TV, and that was somebody <laughs> else's purchase. But if you declare you bought it, it's yours. Yeah. You live with roommates. Yeah, no, that's, that's the, the rule. rule. Without a doubt. So they suck, and then the whispers start. And then Luke, Luke is so angry. And Luke takes it out. He's angry at Ryan. He calls Seth a queer. He's just lashing out at the world. So every time that Luke calls Seth a queer is because he's a homophobe. Uh huh. This one is. This makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm gonna directly push you because of the exact thing I'm thinking. You can't call my dad a queer. You're a queer. I mean, it's still homophobic. I know, but like now, it, like Luke has so many. Uh, racist and prejudiced things to say. But uh-huh. He's picking queer right now for right. a reason because he's trying to he's trying to hide because the the world doesn't really know. And then once the world knows, shut up, queer. The 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 other water polo fools who used to be Luke's friends. Bad bad fucking insult. They say I heard his dad's favorite show is Dawson's Crack. <laughs> Dupe. It was two thousand three. <laughs> Cassie away. Do better than that right now. Give me a homophobic pop culture reference. Go. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) Ryan, go. (laughs) Butt sex in the city. See, that was better. There we go. Your turn. I've got nothing. No, it's okay that you took the moral high ground and just didn't (laughs) want to play that game. It's fine, Ryan. You're disgusting. No, but go. Roswell humped in my butt. And then, so Ryan is pissed at Marissa. Yes. And this is, I think, where the relationship starts to break down is that Marissa says, I didn't. Did it ever build up? These kids shouldn't be together. They're bad with each other. And they won't be together for that much longer. That's crazy because the show feels like when you think about the OC, it They're feels like they together Marissa forever, Ryan. yeah. But the real forever couple is Seth and Summer. Mm. This show's dumb, but it's, it's the best show that's best. ever It's Sandy and Kirsten. <laughs> that, <laughs> don't make that noise ever again. I was again. drinking. <laughs> also, the other guy said, I heard it's Ever Woody. So they were really trying to like dig on WB shows. Ever Woody. That's not bad. That's better than Dawson's Crack. <laughs> That's true. But I guess rules of improv, you can't talk to your bigoted partner and say, no, that was a bad joke. And then what do we do with Buffy? Buffy the... I don't know. I got nothing. Dick Slayer? Good. I don't know. Good. Good. Shut up. You had the years written down. Don't fucking good, good, good me. Seth, worst tendencies come out here. Because Seth thinks it's fucking hilarious. Worse Whoa. than saying that it's minty to be in a musical? That's bad. But do you know what Seth does is just keeps bringing up that Luke's dad is gay and giggling like a little fucking kid. It's true. He, he much like a yoga Newport girl, loves the drama. Uh-huh. Just yes. loves that it's dramatic. And I get that he was bullied his whole life, specifically by Luke since the fucking third grade. But to just bring it up again and again, and Sandy goes it's not funny it's the end of their marriage and ryan says a very sweet thing about his mortal enemy he's like they seemed really happy and he seems like he just wants to hug luke and seth just goes by happy (laughs) do you mean gay fuck seth good job seth way to go 
Uh, I would love to say that the Sandy wisdom of this episode is just how to pronounce Yogalatis because it is fun to say. It's super it fun. Yogalatis. Um, but him talking to Luke's dad and saying disappearing would be the worst thing that you can do. Yes. No, yeah. you'd be a dad. That That's my Sandy, Sandy wisdom, wisdom, boy. That was the one I had too because there was no better advice that he could give than like it w- he was. He like saved it all essentially. And the thing <laughs> like, with Atticus Finch is like he's always like I have wisdom for you, but Rauticus Finch. <laughs> Our Sandy is always like, no, I just came up with this right now. Oh, no, disappearing would be the worst thing to do. It always seems like he's just coming up with it, and that makes it like so much more impactful. We got some Kiki wisdom, which is less aspirational than Sandy wisdom is. It's very grounded and very real. She says, there's no way you can ever fully know a person, no matter how long you've been with them. That's hurtful to say to somebody you've been together with 20 years, but it's real as shit because uh. they do not know what's going on in each other's heads right now. But this all leads into Luke's redemption number nine, because he walks up to Ryan and says, I owe you an apology and shakes his hand, which is hard for Luke to say. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah. And especially as like everything is like falling apart for him to like come to him and be like, hey, I do owe you an apology, even though like everything's falling apart right now. And it's crazy because uh, Luke and Ryan repair their relationship in a very healthy way, although Ryan and Marissa's relationship is like destroyed in a way that will ruin them Mm -hmm. like that will never get repaired after this point and one of the coolest weirdest moments of this show's run is luke ryan and marissa just drinking beers in the dugout it's weird but they're all like we're here to support luke i guess let's both do this so let's get to the dugout this is officially luke rehab the final one the final frontier because what this is like what our ninth chance at luke rehab Uh uh-huh but the way that luke and ryan look at each other when those other guys come up it's a full-on Luke and Ryan mess around, and they go to town. They get the shit kicked out of them, but they know, all right, we're buds now, and they just start. Well, you can tell by the like the quip, the quip, the look at each other, and then just punch both it's of the guys look. in the face. It's the look, And yeah. they both land a good punch, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that Which was is a hard to part. do. Yeah. Cassie, you're making me so mad right now, <laughs> and I'm going to probably punch you soon. Okay. But I'm going to miss by three feet to lock that full-on punch in. That yeah. is hard to do. Yeah, it is. Especially for like Ryan, like at a shorter level too. Little <laughs> short little Ryan, and it's you have to go guy. up. Mm-hmm. He's got those down though. But he fights a lot. He is Kichino. Yeah, Kichino. But be- be- before the fight happens, and also they hit those two guys, and then a zombie fucking horde of other fucking sportsers <laughs> yeah. come out. It's the creepy. Whole- Do you feel good about yourself? Ten guys beat up two guys? That's like they're 12 deep, and it's nighttime. Why are you at this field? Like it's the like whole team showed up. One guy saw and got a call. They had, yeah, they had to have been driving around looking for a guy who has a gay dad. That's the <laughs> only way that this would have worked. But so before that happens, Ryan gives fucking awesome advice and gives Luke perspective because he's like... And also you can tell based on what's on the bench and how they're acting that uh-huh. Ryan had a beer and Luke had 11 beers. Right. And Marissa had a sip of a beer. Right. And she's like, wait, why am I here? What's happening? Too many cow cows. Oh my God. <laughs> but Luke's, he's like, so every time he missed a game, he's probably off on his, his fucking vacations with his partner. And then Ryan's like, it matters, especially if you had a dad that didn't make any of your games for your dad to come to some of them. And Luke, it's the perspective of like, oh, it can always be worse. Because as far as we know, Ryan never met his dad. His dad just ran out on his entire life. As far as we know, yeah. Oh, I remember who it is. Who at? You don't want to know. Is it the actor who originally played Trey? It's fucking Kevin Sorbo. Is that true? Yeah. (laughs) He's a good deadbeat dad. He's got the longish hair that's not cool long. He played Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. This show loves Hercules's. Herculi? When we come back, that is, did we, that's Luke's redemption, yes? 
Yeah, I think now I'm down with Luke. Let me come back. I'm down with Luca. We're going to talk about... I live on the second floor. The parents. And Ryan's going to repeat more jokes he already made. And yoga lattes. So not only is Kiki doing yoga lattes, which as you mentioned, Ryan, Sandy yoga makes lattes. a very big deal about it. Yoga lattes. How do you think it's it pronounced? Yoga lattes. Yoga lattes. Yoga lattes. Yoga lattes. And that's drinking lattes while doing yoga? Yoga lattes. And talking trash. And ta- is that That's a, a big part of intrinsic it. part of Yagalaris? Yagalaris. Yagalaris. This is where Kiki and Juju start becoming friends mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Well, Kiki r- like plays this perfectly as she is prone to do, where she walks through a locker room hearing shit and then calls out Julie Cooper and says, "Hey, idiot, stop talking shit." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then five minutes later, they're best friends again, and they're like, "Fried food, beer." Let's do it. And then they go out to eat fried food. These people, these adults always bond over drinking beer and eating food that they normally don't eat and drink. Just eat it all the time and be friends with everybody. Which is not that different than us, but we always only eat fried food and we always only drink beer. So when we should make up vegetables, sparkling water. Let's do some (laughs) Revo chard. Uh, One of the coolest Kiki lines is, well, if we're friends, because she like rebukes Juju. And Julie says, we're all friends, aren't we? And she's like, well, if we're friends, why don't you start acting like one? That was the best line. Like, drop that mic right there. Open the locker, grab a microphone, and throw it on the ground. Have you guys ever had the chutzpahs to say that to someone? No. no. That would be so awesome, You hold that shit in, and you never fucking talk about it again. Cassie's not going to say it now, but uh, Caitlin treats her like shit, and she has so much to say to Caitlin. And that would be so awesome if you just walked up to Caitlin and just said, like, you know what, Caitlin? You don't treat me like a friend. This is a safe space. Caitlin is not here right now. Do you want to pretend like Mike is Caitlin and say it? Do do your best Kiki to Julie Cooper right now. All right. Caitlin, I just got to... We've known each other for such a long time. And you have been fucked up this whole time. Yeah, definitely. I need my backup, so without a doubt. And have you once done anything to help me out ever? Man. Holy shit. Fuck off. in the background. You could do a better backup. I liked your speech. Your backup, less backed up and more took over. Yeah. Do you want to trade? I could back up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You okay. be Cassie. Now I'm Cassie. You be yeah. Ryan. I'll still be Caitlin. Hey, are you ready for this? <laughs> oh, All right, here we go. For this. <coughs> Yo, oh, girl. Shit, he's about to drop it. You ain't even ready. My name is Cassie. Mm-hmm. 2018. Boy. Drop the bass. Yeah. Caitlin, why don't you shut the fuck up? I don't know anything that you ever say to me, and I think that it's all positive. But now I'm not so sure. Now it bite me negative. <laughs> oh! That's a pretty good Cassie impression, I think. I Caitlin, think so. stop eating He's still all- going. He's still <laughs> going. <laughs> stop eating all my canned vegetables. I like them. Green beans in a can, still pretty good. That's right. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> we just solved a relationship right there. Yeah. And the whole time Julie and Kiki are having their weird off. Like oh, you, you want to talk Caitlin about the OC? No, back. Uh, the three noobsies that we just always see are creepily lotioning their hands and staring <laughs> yeah, at them wide-eyed. How much lotion does one person need? Are you I, guys big lotion people? I love, I love a lotion. But like the whole body, like do you lay in bed naked and then just rub the legs down, the hands down, the arms down? Nah, you hit the problem parts. You hit the hands, you hit the bows, you hit the knees, you hit the... Taints and you hit the feet. <laughs> you got a dry taint? Who doesn't? If you if you walk and chafe like I do, you got to lotion that taint. <laughs> Which is your mantra when you're walking. Walk and chafe. Walk, walk and chafe. chafe. Walk, walk and chafe. chafe. Walk and chafe. Uh, 
Julie, in, in the, before the fried food, thinks Kirsten is like her because Julie wants everybody to be like her so she can treat people like dog shit. And she goes, now's your chance to get even. Everybody's going to know my shit. And Kirsten's like, if you need anything. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And Ju- that fucking breaks Julie's brain. Last episode, we talked about Juku Rehab number one. Uh-huh. But this was actually it, right? Because she's a villain. She, she is, is there villain. just for drama. But right now, we see her in a bar. She is kind of relatable. She's kind of like, I can sort of see how this is a three-dimensional person. Most people, when they relax, they put their hair down. Julie, for once, puts hair up in a ponytail, and that's how you know she's relatable. Chill now. Chill as fuck. Not all analogies have to be literal, Mike. But this one is. I'm sorry. I'm just pointing out the OC put up paper and did it. On the other side, we have the two gents. If Kiki and Juju are getting close together, we got Jimmy and Sandy. Is this when they go to the golf course? They are <laughs> golfing. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and Jimmy is so gushy. He's so appreciating Sanford. And he just, he's like, hey. I'm sorry. How's the Hercules voice? Hey. <laughs> is that better? I'm Hercules. I'm Hercules. And I got to say, Sandy, thank you so much for being nice to me, even though I kissed your wife. Not just paying for this whole golf round and this lunch. And that meal. But also... I kissed your wife, and I'm so glad that you already know about that. What's wait? What? Hold on. What's up? Yeah. You didn't know about that. That bumbling Jimmy, just like, oh no. Um. By the way, if you're on a TV show, don't deliver information. The char- uh, the character you're talking to does not know the information yet. What are we doing? Jimmy's got a Jimmy. And that is this episode's version of Jimmy's got a Jimmy. Is there any other instance in this episode? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It has to be right? right. But the thing is, I don't blame Jimmy for getting to Jimmy. You can't blame a man for his nature. And also, he's kind of right in assuming that Kirsten would have told Sandy. Yes, but more drama would come out of the fact that Kirsten did not tell Sandy. And also, don't assume anything ever. I will see the fattest fucking girls I've ever seen, that, but they're only fat in the gut because they're eight months pregnant. And I would never assume that they're pregnant. Don't assume anything ever. So you think in trying to be a better friend, Jimmy should have not said anything? Shut the fuck up! No, you're. I think you're too pro Sandy, and you're clouded right now. Maybe. Cassie, where okay. do you stand on this? I don't know. It was like the right move, but boy, did it backfire. Like it came from a good spot. Like you could tell. He's like, I just like he paid for that meal, and he started like blushing. He was like, Oh my god, this is like the nicest thing ever. And then he was like, I need to put everything out there. You're my best friend. I'll die for you. And then. He just messed it up so bad. And they made just his wife Jimmy look like does. shit. Yeah. And this is the second time because also Sandy did not know about the $100,000 loan that Kirsten gave Sandy not five episodes ago. Right. So th- th- there's a lot of everybody fucks up sometimes. I am more pro Jimmy and anti Sandy in this moment. And though Sandy has a baller line because they were talking about visualization, how Jimmy's having a great game for visualizing Goddamn Julie's head. Ball. And then Sandy goes, I'm trying to not visualize your head as something I should hit. Which is a baller line that he ruins later. And counts it like a punch, right? That's as, yeah. that's as effective as a punch. When he's talking to Kirsten and he goes, I don't want to be high school, but he kissed you. Which, if you have to start any complaint with, I don't want to be wanna... high school. Yeah. What's the last high school fucking issue you got into? Uh, so we had a friend get mad at us because we wouldn't text her first. And she <laughs> had to like, she brought us all over to a place to like talk about it. She was like, I need us all to meet in person. We're going to talk this out. And like, I just need you guys to communicate with me more. So that was like some that was way past high school too. <laughs> uh, my last one was that I had a best friend who uh, he went out with a girl for a week and I went out with her for a month 
And then he went out with a girl for a month, and I went out for her with her Two for separate? a year. You just flip floppied? And no, no, no. He, I just kept going after the same guy's <laughs> girls, and then he went out with a girl for two months, and then we almost got married. Was this in high school? This was in high school, okay. and he said, "You know what? No more for me." And then he just <laughs> went his separate ways. I am on his side. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I might be the Jimmy Cooper in this situation. <laughs> well, there's a lot of ways you're Jimmy Cooper. You once voiced Hercules in a play. I did. Uh, I did raise myself from zero to hero. Just like that? Just like that. So the way the parental drama all ends is it kind of doesn't. Kirsten says it means nothing, and Sandy goes, it does to me. But they don't, they don't move on from this. They both go, I guess we're married, and we just have to live with this knowledge now. And the Julie-Kirsten drama... They bond over Caleb's shitty fucking nicknames, which is just Juju and Kiki, because he is a lazy old white man. Yeah, can't think of other nicknames. And Julie brings an orchid over to Kirsten. There is one thing I want to point out in this episode that I think is one of the most amazing things that the OC has ever done, which is uh, have Julie come up to the door of the Cohen household, and she rings on the she brings the doorbell, and then she gets let in, and then we cut to Sandy watching a Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh huh. Of Gossamer. And Gossamer is a monster made of red hair. <laughs> and they let the Bugs Bunny lets Gossamer into the room while Kiki mm-hmm. is letting Juku into the room. The redhead monster. Yes. And now we have a comparison. She is this redheaded, crazy monster that will always haunt our dreams. Yeah. And she proves it right then, too. She yes. uses all that information that, right. like, right then. She was like, I said all that stuff. Don't worry. He doesn't know it was you, which is like all this sweet stuff. But like, waste no time. Yeah. Like, here's all of my shit. Yeah. I'm a monster. And Caleb's buying the house now. She manipulated with Kirsten's words and Caleb buying the house. Because she's willing to look at that old dick. Oh, she <laughs> looks at that old dick. All right, let me look at the old dick. And then she leaves, and Sandy, very childishly, he's going to double down on his high schoolness and go back to grade school. He goes, Seth, ask your mother who was at the door. (laughs) And Seth's just like, Mom, who's, I don't want to fucking do this. But he does do it for a couple times. He does it a couple times. Seth is willing to do it for a couple times. And then Sandy realizes you have to call the parents. This is Sandy's go-to always. Kids are always like, I don't want to talk to my parents. And Sandy's like, yeah, wait, you're a fucking kid, even though morally you're correct. We got to talk to the parents. But no, we do see how, like, it sucks that Sandy sold out kids because we think he's uh-huh. down. But, like, when Carter comes over, Carter, what's his last name? Let's say Farter. When Carter, Carter, Carter Farter comes over, he does handle it great. Like, he should have been over there the entire time. Uh, oh, Carter is Luke's dad. Because, yeah, Luke, so that, that's Luke, Ryan and Marissa, even though Ryan's also beat up because Ryan's a fucking hero. They pull Luke in, and they're trying to ice, and and then he calls Carter. And that's when he gives his Sandy wisdom. And he's like, being out in this town, you're super brave. All kids should be proud to be your dad. Sandy, I'm fucking revamped from this episode. Sorry, I sucked the whole time. (laughs) Which is weird. I didn't like that they broke character that way, that he acknowledged they were on a TV show. Right? It's weird? It is. It's a little weird, yeah. That is the show. I have so many more awards to get through. Can I run through them? Get the awards. Uh, Musical moment is... They used the Veronica Mars theme song in the show. What is that? Veronica Mars is about to come out like a year later. Uh, we used to be friends. When uh, is that? Yeah, but describe the moment. Don't just scream the song. They use it like three or four times. Oh. The comic connection. One of his teachers' name was Mr. Bendis. Where do you guys think that comes like from? Brian Michael? <laughs> it probably comes from Brian Michael. Uh, and then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that is it. 
Thank you so much. Cassie, what is this whole show brought to you by? Say a website. This is brought to you by yourpopfilter.com. That is right. Yes. Ryan, where can you get all our podcasts? Get all of our podcasts on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Overcast, or whatever you do. Make sure that you are downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing Superhero Hour Hour, which where we review every TV show based on the comic book. The OCD, where we review every episode of the OC. Uh, Taylor Talking Taylor, where we decide who's named Taylor. That's true. I think that's what they decide. Uh, writer's Block, where Mike, you talk about writers, two writers. And Movie of the Year, where we go through every year trying to figure out what is the best movie. And Unnatural 20s, where you guys just talk about Pop Filter Podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Now, pitch your show to the folks. So Unnatural 20s, we, it's four nerds get together weekly, and we're all in our 20s. We've taken a bit of a different path, so we try to, we're just trying to get through life. Uh, one crit fail, one crit success at a time. I have met Caitlin and McKenna. Yeah. You're much better at this than they are. Like, that was a good pitch. Oh, thank you. I went to market. I have a marketing degree. Oh, so. okay. That she went to market, to market I went to, to market to market. I went to the market. market you to went get from market. Ralph's to Albertsons. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I got a degree in between that. If you want to shop, if you want to buy some D20 to roll along, uh, go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. It's your normal Amazon experience, but it helps us out and fuck Jeff Bezos. Social media, Ryan. Email us, contact at yourpopfilter.com if you have any complaints or questions or compliments or nice things to say or sweet things to say or ways to make us feel better. Contact at yourpopfilter.com. If you want to call us, dial 1-562-DR-DJ-POP. That's 1-562-DR-DJ-POP. And our robot associate will take your message and give it to us. Cassie. Yeah. One of his hands is a... Bagel. It's a bagel. And Mike, the other hand is a lollipop. Uh, he's got a bagel and a lollipop hand. 1562 Dr. DJ Pop. We are on YouTube. Just fucking YouTube search Your Pop Filter. It's visual versions of this show in shorter forms. Probably never this show, but on the Your Pop Filter family. It's a good old time. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash Your Pop Filter. You could make us eat only garbanzo beans for a week. Garbanzo. Want to find out what that does to a person? Go to yourpopfilter.com no, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. That is this week's show. Next week, we are talking to the biggest OC hater I have ever met in my life. And we are talking about the best Christmas Christmas ever. Stay gay. California. California.